0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through NEXT Financial Group, member of Fender, of Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of NEXT Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert price, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of NEXT Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the financial markets and the economy. I'm your host, Andrew Gay, along with Mr. Gilbert Pies. Uh, he is here in the studio with me this morning. Um, how you doing? You all right?
1: Man, I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm uh, just getting ready for that big cold snap coming tomorrow. I got some extra blankets out, stacked up the uh, firewood. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else what else uh, got the hot chocolate at the ready so yeah you go. i'm excited right. about it
0: holiday ready <laughs> you know and and unfortunately i don't think it's bringing any moisture fortunately or unfortunately i don't know uh so we might not have a we're not on schedule to have a white christmas but boy it's going to be cold down here in the texas hill country that's for sure
1: got to make some chili um what else mm-hmm. Put some make eat, eat some tamales with some chili i uh, what else what else uh, maybe do a bonfire or something else i don't
0: know you're making me hungry man it's like (laughs) only 9 30 in the morning i know know. um okay so we did uh we did have a positive close to the markets yesterday which snapped a four-day losing streak for the u.s equity markets and that was that was a that was a positive look for us and it looks like we're up so far again this morning so we'll have to see if that holds um but most of that was in relation to I um, believe it was Nike had some stronger than expected sales numbers there, um, so that that kind of gave a confidence boost to the to the market. Um, maybe maybe alleviating just a little bit of the recession fears that were kind of um, on uh, you know that was on the gas pedal for the last several days. I mean that's kind of what was driving some of that. So um, we'll just have to see how that plays out through the end of the week, and of course uh, that may or may not change come Friday when we get those four pieces of key economic data. They come out personal spending um personal income the durable goods orders and the feds favored metric of inflation which is for the same time period that we got the headline inflation number uh last week it's just this one includes some substitutes and it's a little bit different the fed likes this one more and it's called pce so that's the one those are four pieces of economic data slated economic data slated for friday so um markets just might be kind of floating around and Maybe a little news-sensitive, event-sensitive until then, so we'll just have to see. Uh, But and I threw up there, I would say, I I think I dubbed this chart of the year. I really like it. We've showed it a few times on the show. We showed it Monday on Lewis's show when we were talking about 2023 outlook. And it just shows clearly, without a lot of convoluted chart messiness, um, how fast the Fed raised interest rates this year compared to other uh, tightening cycles that they had gone through, where they raised rates, you can clearly see that they did it uh, faster and and more aggressively this year than they did in the last uh, four other cycles that are that are shown there. So, and uh, and they they had to do it like that. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: They, they they didn't have a choice. They were behind the eight ball on keeping a lid on inflation, and they they didn't have much of a choice. They did they couldn't do a slow stair step uh, increase in rates. They had to go
0: hot and heavy and uh right kill it kill
1: kill, it. kill inflation yeah
0: we're gonna kill it <laughs> well and, we, and as we talked about yesterday we that is still yet to be seen even though it looks like some of that is is getting put to work and having an impact but it's still they still have a ways to go right um and we've talked about that lag on here before so really think that that's just going to take a little a little while longer before we really see the full impact um of them raising rates to that extent so uh, and then we kind of talked about some of that yesterday in the light of, of raising rates into 2023, and maybe they go a little bit higher than previously expected, and maybe just maybe it takes them a little bit longer, right? So mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're raising into the first half of next year and then kind of stop. But, yeah, I um, think
1: we're going to see that chart, the red line that we're talking about for 2022, we're going to see it tick up just a little bit more into 2023, and it's going to flatline all the way across, I think, for a few months. Uh, because maybe even the whole year. Yeah, maybe, maybe even the whole year. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what what ends up happening. But if I had to put some money on it today, I think that's what would happen. It, it's going to go up just a little bit more. Then we're going to see it flatline all the way across for a period of time. Uh, I, I don't know. But we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? We got. Uh, let me see if I got another. I'll just show you all the economic data real quick and what we got today. So we didn't really mention any of this, but there's a lot of uh, little pieces um, of economic data that are coming in. There's some, there's some oil um, or energy related economic data, along with uh, you can see the mortgage, the 30 year mortgage rate there. And that's a weekly number it came in at 6.34. Uh, so they've been ticking down. They were up above mortgage rates specifically. They were up above 7% in the last uh, couple months and they've, They've since come down. You can see starting in November that they started to take down. And that actually corresponds ironically with, if you look over here on the right hand side, this is the 10 year U.S. Treasury. So the bond from the U.S. government that's dated for 10 years and you can see that it it peaked also up here in um, October and then started to come down right and that kind of mimics this this look over here on the left hand side so that actually if you guys don't know that actually is a is a um a benchmark that it doesn't necessarily mean that it follows everything in tandem perfectly but the 10-year u.s treasury does tend to or or i guess the way to say that is the 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 mortgage rates tend to track the 10-year treasury closer than maybe any other benchmark interest rate so um that you kind of expect that but still that's kind of high in in terms of I guess it depends on when you were born and and how long you've been in the been in the game to, to say whether you think that's a, a high rate or not um you know because I think uh, do you remember what the mortgage rates were prior to 08 I mean they were higher than that right just slightly yeah. I think they were in like seven percent range I
1: don't remember but it, but I'll, I'll uh, always remember my clients that were around in the 80s late 70s <laughs> and early 80s. I remember when mortgage rates were eighteen percent. You know, <laughs> you go to the
0: bank and get a you get a CD for ten percent. Yeah, at, you know?
1: at least at least ten percent, ten twelve percent. Yeah, uh, interest rates back in the seventies and early eighties were much much higher because inflation was also a serious problem back then. Uh, it hasn't been as much of a problem, you know, since the mid eighties, but it it is uh, is rearing its ugly head again and and. As much as we uh, would like to earn more on our savings and uh, CDs, you you have to remember that it's a double-edged sword. Because if you're a a, a mortgage, if you're in the market for a mortgage uh, or borrowing money, interest rates being that high, man, that's tough. It, it is really yeah. really tough. If you're a saver, it's great, but if you're a borrower, man, that's no that's no bueno.
0: Right. Real yeah, life. and if you look at—I had this on hand actually—but if you look at this, this is like the.
1: Hey, you put that chart on my face, on your face, man. man. What's that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's the inflation rate, and you can clearly see what Gilbert was just referencing. This chart
1: actually looks better than my face. Yeah right. <laughs> yeah right. What do you mean? Oh man, you hurt my feelings. Oh, no, I don't, no. Have any. don't worry about it. No.
0: Yeah, well, that makes two of us. Um, we're just all objective about the data. Right? That's right. That's right. Uh, but you can see in the middle of the chart there, the so the '70s would have been. Halfway between the 1960 mark and 1980, obviously. You can see in the back half there that those two big spikes. um, This is the inflation rate, would have caused the Fed to, at the time, to raise rates, which is what dramatically, yeah, like big time. And I think that was when Volcker was around, right? Yes. And he he said, You talk about killing inflation. He said, We're going to kill it. We're going to kill it. Kill it. And he's like, 14% overnight or whatever it was. I don't know if that was that, but it was a lot. Yes, it was crazy bad. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, gradual increase that you can see here on some of those. Uh-uh. Um, I mean, it, it was. It was sharp, sharper than this chart that we're showing right here. Hell, Andrew, you weren't even born back nah, then. No, man,
1: right? Um, <laughs> I was, but I was still a little kid. I didn't. I didn't have any money. I didn't know yeah. nothing from nothing.
0: But see that that that's another point too, and about why the Fed's been doing this. Where yeah, it's it's extremely so. Maybe you ask the question like, why didn't they just do it? You know, raise it to four percent overnight. Um, it's because they don't want to. They don't want to shock the markets or the economy, and they also want to be. What they're trying to do is is pull off the soft landing, which means they don't want to overdo it. Because if they overdo it, they can cause excess economic pain, if you will, is one way to say it, I guess. Where maybe they could have avoided that if they went slow and steady, right? Right. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, like, like you just mentioned, Gilbert, they couldn't do it as slow and steady as they did in maybe 16 through 16, 18 or um, 2004 through, through that 2006 because they were behind the eight ball so much, right? Um, so anyway, that's our little spill on that. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? I think uh, – let me go back. I didn't finish this part. Let me go back here just real quick and kind of round this up. Um, Friday, I mentioned this earlier, but there's the top four uh the the three that are highlighted in red there personal income personal spending durable goods orders those all come in before the market so does the pce which is a little further down there um year over year and month over month numbers and then the core pce they're going to be watching that too um that excludes obviously the volatile food and energy prices um and what i think people are really going to be watching there is going to be the rents number and see if if rents really start to look like they're starting to starting to ease up some because um i think it was the first half of this year or something is where a lot of the growth and rent um price increase came from so they from from what i can gather and what other analysts are saying and, and stuff that i've read is that they're the rents are positioned to, for that price to kind of ease up and it's it's raising maybe even come down some and that would be fantastic for for inflation um so yeah and you can also see on the right hand side there that the markets are up this morning we're still up so far so uh and then the yields are down so we'll just we'll see how that plays out Crush your fingers
1: and crush your legs that uh, the market
0: holds up (laughs) it'd be nice it'd be nice to continue um positive trading sessions into the into the christmas weekend yes yes it would be i don't know if that that wouldn't really constitute the Santa Claus rally or not but <laughs> I actually heard the other day that it's technically the last five trading days of the year um, I thought that was so short though I don't know no, I don't, no, know. I don't the know last five that.
1: trading days of the year will start on Friday
0: I was gonna say yeah because uh,
1: Monday is the holiday right yeah,
0: yeah. Monday's yeah. a holiday yeah. and then yeah. yeah so we're getting there
1: all right well you heard it here first uh, we're gonna have a Santa Claus rally and uh, <laughs> if you've got any money sitting on the sidelines you need to put it in the market That's today right. so we can get some that's right. Positive news. <laughs> and even if we
0: don't, now's a good time to do that because I was just talking to some colleagues about year-end planning. And one of the questions that I was asked was, um, would us as financial advisors be a good source of information or um, advice to come to at the end of the year and say, hey, I got this extra money. I need to know what to do with it. And I mean, what a perfect question. So my answer to that was, yeah, you have different people in different pockets of industry in the financial world that do different things. And a lot of them, everyone's biased to some extent, right. But if you go to one person, whether like a CPA, they're going to talk to you about tax and your strategy stuff. If you go to like maybe an insurance agent, they're going to talk to you about insurance stuff specifically, like whatever their specialty is in that in that particular space. But if you come to us, we actually have the ability to kind of be a little more broad and look at everything, including those um, pockets uh, uh, options for you for year end. So um, I gave her an example and said, you know, business owner comes to us and says, hey, I got this extra money. I had a really good year. What do I need to do with it? We walk through the entire financial situation to see if there's debt that needs to be paid off and and personal financial uh, uh, health and so on and so forth. But turns out maybe that, Business owner, if they're self-employed, is eligible to do something like put that money to work in a retirement savings account that is not open to other people that aren't self-employed, and and that would allow that business owner to have a higher um, deduction amount for putting that money to work than just doing a traditional retirement savings account of some kind. So, I thought that was a great example, um, you know, and and so if you, if you're out there and you have questions about year-end planning, um, I think. Uh, you know, being biased financial advisors in general would be a great place to start, um, to seek out some of that advice. But, you know, I know two guys are right here that are independent financial advisors and we'd love to talk to you about that if you have questions. So, so yeah, keep us Hell in mind. Yes, Andrew. Hell Hell yes. Yes. Hell <laughs> yes. Okay guys. Thank you so much uh, for your viewership and your participation. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Y'all have a good rest of your Wednesday. Oh, and don't forget, Uh, share our content interact with us we greatly appreciate that we're on linkedin facebook and youtube live every weekday monday through friday and all places podcasts are possible thank you guys so much and we'll see you tomorrow